Literature and Psychology by Dr. Saideh Malik Afzali, Dr. Daniel Rockers, and Dr. Alex Andrade from Tabana Organization. Tabana is a non-profit mental health organization organized in Sacramento, California. Tabana seeks to help individuals and families to strengthen their capabilities and to thrive. Aired on Saturdays and Sundays from 12 to 1 o'clock weekly. A very warm hello to our Radio Bomb.Dot listeners. I'm sitting with Dr. Daniel Rockers, uh, who is not here, but in our uh, mind. <laughs> <laughs> and also a uh, presence of Dr. Alexandradi, who is actually here. I am so, here, yes. Yes. <laughs> so we are missing Dr. Daniel Rockers, but as I said, he's here in our mind. And we are missing him, but um, we want to today, just me and uh, Alex, Dr. Andrade, talk about what do we have in common as human beings? And with that, uh, we start with, um, because it's very important to look at our commonalities rather than our differences. Uh, We know our physical differences are apparent, and we don't know about many other differences that it's um, actually inhibited, uh, it's, it's, it's latent. Um, and, and now we want to talk about things that as a human being, we have in common. So I start with what are universal? Uh, for example, we all as a human being enjoy eating food is a big part of our life. It's a necessity. And um, not only it's necessity, but we know as we study different cultures, how food is uh, a big part of life and how much we enjoy. And because of um, also observing people when they travel, one of the things they immediately do when they're going to different places, they often, first thing, they check all the restaurants, all the good food when they're traveling to make sure, try that local food from different places that they go. The other thing I think we have in common is um, love and being loved, loving and also being loved. I think it's part of being a human being. Um, Another thing I'm thinking in my head as I'm talking to you Mm -hmm. is uh, having fun. And, And that might be explained differently, but and, and we know in our um, uh, studies, there's so many psychologists that they have different theories about human beings. We know like Maslow, hierarchy of needs. We know Glacier's um, five important things uh, in, in human life. And so many other um, psychologists and theories that they talk about this. But regardless of all these different theories and psychologists that they talk about this, uh, as observing people, um, we want to talk about what are these commonalities. I think it could be so important to focus on the commonalities so that we can see the unique uh, and individual uh, kind of perspective that different cultures and, and races and ethnicities have on those. Uh, too often we focus, I think, or, or too often we start on the differences, <clears throat> and then it's only after time that we recognize the commonalities. And so I think it's a, a kind of a, a unique way of doing it so that we can start with, wait, what do we have in common or what can we equally uh, value and appreciate about uh, you know people as a whole? It allows us to feel, I think, more connected than disconnected. And so, you know, you mentioned a couple of things, food, love, having fun. Those are commonalities uh, and universalities that people as a whole like. I know we also talked about nature uh, and the value of that. Uh, I know you've talked about how much you enjoy kind of being out with nature. Uh, And I feel like in my family, in my culture, too, there's been an emphasis on that. 
uh, and my family, you know, we've gone camping over the years, just being able to, to be outside, uh, to be part of nature. Uh, and even for myself recently, I was at the beach and just being able to feel my feet in the sand and, you know, look at the ocean just to be able to take in the, the vastness and the beauty of the nature, uh, including the seaweed that kept wrapping around my leg kind of annoyingly as I swam in the, in the ocean. But yet uh, it was a reminder of like, look at the, the life and the presence of what's here in that way uh, and how just that could be something that could be so uh, powerful. Uh, even when I was there, I just seen people from all walks of life and, you know, all ages, all races, ethnicities, being able to, you know, just play in the water and just seeing, as you mentioned, you know, the fun and the joy that people had from, you know, just being able to be a part of nature, just something that's, you know, the waves come in and they go out, they come in, they go out, you know, nothing unique about that, uh, nothing different with each wave. Uh, sometimes you get a big one and it kind of tumbles you over a little bit, but, uh, yeah, being able to see people just enjoy that and recognizing the power that, that nature can have in uh, us feeling connected as people, but then also people all feeling connected to that as well. Absolutely. I think you brought a very good point, nature and the love of nature. Even I was just thinking, Obviously, there's some people who love to be out in the nature. There's some who are not so good at uh, being out. They're afraid of insects. They're afraid of water. Uh, I mean, so we know that there are phobias around mm -hmm. some things in nature because nature could have brought um, some apprehension due to um, some events or some experiences or some stories that they had heard. But in general, even people who are not themselves out there and expose themselves to um, being out, but still, if they're even sitting at home and they have um, a pot of flowers, uh, usually people enjoy, I can't say there anybody that I know that they don't appreciate beauty of nature, but I'm sure with all odds, there might be some people who don't like something. But in general, it's very common. The other thing I was going to say, culturally, I think communication is something that is within us and we want to communicate. We, uh, as human beings, we want to have relationships. Uh, there are rarely anybody except that those uh, disorders that we know and we talk about, um, for example, ex uh, schizoid personality or uh, people who are extremely depressed, they don't want to be in the society. Um, the, in general, healthy people um, and those that they don't have those specific disorders that we know they don't enjoy relationships. In general, people enjoy relationships People like to communicate, um, people like nature. So usually in life, we talk about the rule of 80-20. So when we say people and, uh, and their commonalities, we're talking about 80% of people. There are always some odds. And in this case, when we talk about human beings' commonality, I'm going to say probably we are talking about 95 to 5% because communication, loving, um, enjoying nature, um, loving food or being, um, you know, just out of not only necessity, but enjoying food. Um, there, there are things that is part of, you know, being a human being. So these are common things among, among human beings. And then also, I'm, I'm going to extend this to even history. A lot of us have history background with each other. We have values in common. You know, for example, religions bring people together because in those religions, there are commonalities. But since we're talking about specific human beings' commonalities, I'm going to say even most of the religions the ethical part of religions also are very similar. Yeah, I find a lot of times there's a lot of values. <clears throat> and I think this is a great way to connect with people 
if we start to reflect on and discuss our values, uh, we can actually see there are more commonalities between people than differences. We can say we value things such as, you know, hard work, and honesty, uh, love. Uh, very rarely do you get people saying, you know, no, I don't, you know, I, I don't agree with any of your values or, you know, there's, there's nothing that we have in common in regards to values. I think it's one of the, the biggest things that a lot of people can identify and connect with and feel, wait, there is more in common than differences. And I think the differences start to be shaped by those things such as uh, our own background, family history, uh, just our, you know, even geographically where we live, uh, you know, the culture or the society, if you will. Um, so yeah, I think very often there's more common than there is different. Uh, but we, I think in, in our society, in our world, we, we get caught up on those differences and we, we like to look for those divisions versus those ways to feel more included and connected. And it's uh, kind of upsetting sometimes to, to think that the natural comparison and contrasting that we do as people leads us to focus on the contrasting more so than the comparing in that way. And so sometimes I, I have to encourage people and remind people like, let's, we have to take that extra step sometimes. We know we compare and contrast, but let's look for the things that we can say, oh, wait, we do connect with and that we do identify with is kind of being similar. So we can start from that place, especially when we're so often, and I think to not to get off on a tangent, but with you know media and things like that, we can say, oh, we'll look at you know these people or these types of people or you know the, the us versus them kind of mentality that tends to lead us to feel more separated, not just from, uh, you know, a certain group, but from people as a whole in that way. So it can be so important to not just react in that way of, you know, us versus them and focusing on the differences. Absolutely. And in many cultures, I probably would say, uh, as a human being, we love to celebrate our heroes because in every culture, they're heroes. In every history of cultures, when you study, you realize that people like to celebrate their heroes. So as you mentioned, the values that you talk about, the ethical part of any culture, there's no people that I have seen when you talk about the specific values, um, they always appreciate that. I think people appreciate integrity, People appreciate, appreciate honestly, honesty. People appreciate truthfulness. Um, once we've talked about uh, human beings' emotions, those emotions are triggered by something, right? So those things that uh, trigger our emotions are all uh, universal. You know, we, we laugh from a joke. We cry from... Uh, something that makes us really sad, or even if we don't cry, we have those expression of sadness in our faces. So there's so many things that when you think of human being having in common, um, you know, we have similar uh, senses um, of uh, what is those main emotions that we have. Uh, we talk about six major emotions always, um, so those are common. Maybe the what triggers those emotions a little different. But as human being, uh, we obviously, I mean, there are very few in any culture or in any societies that they act different, they behave different. We know that people who have conduct disorder, people who are antisocial, people who are who have those disorders obviously behave differently, their emotions are different, their brain has been wired differently, and we know which part of the brain they have issues. We're not talking about those. We're talking about uh, healthy, uh, mentally healthy people, uh, emotionally healthy people, and those um, definitely have many things in common. Uh, we got to our first break. We come back and continue our conversation. شنوندگان عزیز رادیو بامداد من سعیده ملک افزالی هستم به همراه دکتر الکساندرادی امروز در خدمتون هستیم 
دکتر دنیل راکرز یکی دیگه از همکاران و دوستان ما در شرکت توانا با ما نیست امروز ولی ما از اونجایی که در رادیو بامداد برنامه هامون رو ادامه میدیم بعضی وقتا یکی از ما نیستش ولی برنامه رو با دوتای دیگه ادامه میدیم امروز صحبت هامون راجع به اینه که ما به عنوان انسان چه چیزهایی مثل هم داریم چه چیز شباهت هامون در چه چیزهایی هستش ما راجع به غذا صحبت،, صحبت کردیم راجع به طبیعت صحبت کردیم راجع به عشق و محبت صحبت کردیم راجع به ارزش های زندگی صحبت کردیم و چیزهایی که آدم های سالم روانی آدم های سالم که دیسوردر هایی رو که ما در علم روانشناسی راجع به صحبت میکنیم ندارن چون یک سری دیسوردر هایی هست در علم روانشناسی که واقعا طبیعت و رفتار آدم ها رو عوض میکنه و دیگه اونا ممکنه این اموشن ها این ارتباطات این روابط رو مثل یه آدم سالم نتونن برقرار بکنن ما راجع به اونا صحبت نمیکنیم چون همیشه یه سری درصدی از افراد هر جامعه‌ای توشون چیزهای غیرعادی هست. آدم‌های سالم چیزهایی رو که مشابه هم دارن امروز راجبه صحبت می‌کنیم. یک بریک کوتاه میدیم، برمیگردیم، دنباله صحبتمون رو ادامه میدیم. Dr. Alexandrade, uh, this is Saide Malik Afzali speaking. As we said at the beginning of our program, Dr. Daniel Rockers is not with us today, but in a spirit he's here sitting with us. Um, today, we talked about the commonalities in human beings and we continue our conversation. Um, one of the things um, that we mentioned, uh, I mean, several things we mentioned, I forgot to say about the health. I think health is something that every human being is concerned about um, eating healthy, being healthy. Not everyone does that, but at least they want to be healthy. Um, and we talked about certain people in every culture, every society that unfortunately have certain disorders due to genetics, due to um, their life situations, prenatal Uh, environment that they had developed as so many issues in psychology that we know and we don't want to get into it, but there are always odds in every situation. And those odds we are not talking about, but the normal um, or healthy mental situation, uh, there are certain things that as a human being we enjoy. And uh, we talked about several of those and health is also something that maybe we can talk about. Yeah, I always think it's uh, interesting how the, there be different ideas of healthy in that way, yet it is something that people you know, focus on. And so it's not always maybe going to the gym or you know, you know, eating certain things, uh, but it is that idea of that, that well-being and the, the focus on that. And so it's something that 
while it can seem wait, you know, there aren't maybe gyms everywhere like there are in the US and other countries. Uh, you know, it doesn't mean that that isn't emphasized in some way. We can see that through things such as sports and activities that keep people active, moving around. So, yeah, I think that's a, a great uh, thing to emphasize because although it may not look uh, on the outside like something that's valued in the same way because it's done in a different way, that that's not also important, that that's not also something that people pay a lot of attention to. And one of the things just uh, as we're talking, I think of different things. And the other one is safety. Mm -hmm. uh, human being has been trying hard from the history of being to keep themselves safe. Everything they did was trying to keep themselves safe from animals, from um, the nature issues that happens in nature. So safety must be something that we have in common. And also the best that parents want for the children. In any culture, in any societies, uh, mostly parents, uh, regardless of their level of education, regardless of their level of um, finan financial um, situation, they always want the best for their children. We know and we have studied in psychology and uh, sociology that um, there's certain uh, race or certain um, uh, economical situation with families that doesn't allow them to take care of their children the way they should. But that doesn't mean they don't have that desire and love for their children. Yeah, I was thinking that too. The emphasis on child rearing and you know raising one's you know youth and children in that way, uh, and sometimes I think if anything, you'll, you'll see it as a, a greater emphasis in other societies, other cultures, as a more community focused kind of thing. It's not just within the nuclear family to provide that, but instead it's the community as a whole. And so, while that might be a difference uh, on kind of surface level, it's still that idea that. You know, youth and children are an important, uh, you know, they're, they're important need of that caring and that rearing in that way. Absolutely. Um, that's very true. And also uh, the hormone that uh, is created in a person who's pregnant and then has uh, child rearing, they have oxytocin that I think what nature does creates uh, situations for parents that they, um, they see themselves as um, uh, a must take care of their children. And that hormone that, that we call it the love hormone, it, it's um, created in women specifically. And even in men, when they have children, they have to take care of them. And the nature is amazing how it works what the hormones in the body of the woman who is pregnant, they create that hormone to take care of that baby, to take care of that child while it's developing. And then when they bring the child to the world, the love, by the time they take care of this kid, the hormone is huge hormone of oxytocin so that your mind is always occupied with your child your heart is always beating for that child. So imagine it's, it's you're in love and with love, you're taking care of your children. And I hear from grandparents that they, when they have uh, grandchildren, they, they also have oxytocin. They also become in love again and their mind is occupied with their grandchildren. No wonder how nature works to take care of these kids you know it's amazing how that works and and connecting the human body the hormone the brain how the brain works with these hormones to be in love so you can take care of those babies yeah i always think it's amazing how there's that connection between you know the the society and the culture but then also people as you know uh, you know, mammals in that way. It's this, this, this unique development of us as a, a species and the, the society and the culture and how sometimes there's that, that 
overlap that supports both of those things. And so, and, and there are definitely shortcomings in that way, but uh, you know, as people in general, it's something too that you see a lot of people, you know, gravitate towards. It, it's like, sometimes I'll be out and they'll, somebody will have like a baby with them and like everybody like stops and, you know, kind of notices the baby <clears throat> says hi to the baby, ask questions uh, yeah, there's those people who walk by too, but uh, it's like for the most part, you know, people are like drawn in in that way. And so, and, th- and this will be strangers. And so, you know, the family as a whole tends to kind of, uh, you know, center around and collect around, you know, a, a child that's needing that love and that support. Uh, people are, you know, pooling resources together Um to give that and and just for the, for the sake of the child, you know, not for any return, just for the child and for, for the, the well-being of that child. Absolutely. And I don't want to take all these good moments to something, <laughs> <negative>. <laughs> but uh, we have also seen people that uh, they don't have a good um, behavior with the, little children that they don't deserve that but um, as we said we are talking about the rule of 80 20 Uh, they're always uh, you know a very lower percentage of things that are different from the norm and we're not talking about those um, because those have many different situations Uh, you know a lot of mental health issues cause um situations that um, whatever we are talking about, they go to different route. Uh, With COVID, uh, we noticed that how many people had financial issues, how many people had mental issues, uh, how many families went through so much during these last two years of uh, COVID, staying at home, not having jobs and uh, therefore the financial issues was causing so many problems uh, at homes. Uh, there were so many unfortunate issues happening that um, caused so many uh, unwanted results. But uh, we're talking about a very um, subtle uh, and normal situations. Even uh, when we are in love, they always say, when you're in love and something more major happens, if you don't have food on the table, then how would your mind uh, be even um, in that situation? So uh, there's so many events and so many um, situations that um, they're on the way of all these good things that we are talking about. So I want our listeners to understand if uh, we are talking about those, we're talking about those normal, natural things that uh, happens in majority of our lives. Uh, But definitely we understand of hardships and hard times that is is causing bumps on the way for these good things that we are talking about. We understand of those as well, but we are now focusing on things that are common in human beings as a, in general. Yeah. And it's something I always encourage, you know, we can start to look at the world as, you know, what's going to happen next or what else am I going to have to deal with? And that takes away from those times and those moments that are pleasurable, that are good, uh, even some that are okay in that way. And so if we're just looking for what am I going to have to deal with next? We don't have time to really embrace and take in the peace and the tranquility that can be there at other times. And so I like that you're emphasizing that it's not just focus on the good. There is no bad, or let's not you know pretend that there's any bad in the world. No, there are bad, challenging, difficult things all the time, but there are also good things. There are things that allow us to feel, you know, happy and joyful and and comfortable in that way. And it's just as important to take note of those things. Otherwise, it just feels like life is one more stressor after another. Even in those times where there's not an immediate stressor, we can end up creating stress uh, about something that maybe doesn't need to have that level of stress with it. Absolutely. And also, one thing we have in common as human beings, when something uh, unpleasant happens, 
we definitely react pretty much the same. Um, people that the countries that they're in war, I think of, for example, Ukrainian at this point, sometimes when I uh, watch the news and I see families in groups, large groups are um, living together in uh, warehouses and their beds next to each other, their children are there. I, I mean, can you imagine living in that situation for so long? And we understand that life sometimes brings those um, unpleasant moments and especially people who are in extreme situations. They're in war, they're in uh, really moments of uh, you know, hardship. It's completely understandable. So uh, we wanna acknowledge that and also uh, we want to, because today we are talking about commonalities, obviously, um, I'm, I'm not sure if you have experience being in a situation that uh, things are shaky. Um, we all go through different situations where things are not um, always as good, but our reaction as a human being, for the most part, is the same. You know, uh, we usually try to calm down. We usually try to, you know, look at the issue and see what we can do. Um, so uh, we are uh, completely uh, fully aware of those moments and understanding those situations as well. Uh, we got to our next break. Uh, we uh, give a short break and we come back to continue our conversation. شنوندگان عزیز رادیو بامداد من سعیده ملی کفزلی هستم به همراه دوست و همکارم دکتر الکسندرادی امروز در خدمتون هستیم. پارتنر دیگر ما دکتر دانیل راکرز امروز با ما نیستش. ولی ما خودمون این برنامه رو اجرا می کنیم همیشه وقتی یکی از ما قایبه ما برنامه رو قطع نمی کنیم ادامه میدیم امروز من و دکتر انراده راجبه چیزهایی که به صورت مشترک به عنوان انسان ما داریم صحبت کردیم و ادامه میدیم قسمت آخر برنامهمون رو ما پادکست های زیادی در رادیو بامداد داریم بیش از 180 پادکست نزدیک به دو ساله که با رادیو بامداد همکاری میکنیم و این پادکست ها رو میتونین از طریق سپاریفای از طریق خود رادیو بامداد که برین تو پادکست هاش تحت عنوان کالچر اند سایکولوژی ما رو پیدا کنین و همینطور هم میتونین گوگل کنین و شما رو راهنمایی میکنه به رادیو بامداد و میتونیم پادکست های ما رو از این طریق در ساعت مناسب پوش بدین اگه کسانی هستن که به زبان انگلیسی ترجمه میدن برنامه روانشناسی رو گوش بدن خواهش میکنم ازشون دعوت کنیم به برنامه ما روزهای شنبه و یک شنبه از ساعت دوازده تا که بعد از ظهر توجه کنن برمیگردیم و دنباله صحبتمون رو ادامه میدیم back with Dr. Alexandrade and this is Saide Malik Afzali speaking. Uh, the first two parts of our conversation, we talked about some of the uh, humanities um, and some of the values and things we have in common in different cultures. Uh, we talked about um, food, we talked about fun, we talked about health. Um, we talked about, um, in general, loving and being loved. We talked about emotions, whether good or bad. Uh, we talked about parenting. We talked about the love of child. We talked about hormones that creates in our body, 
in different situations. So these are things they have in common. And I'm sure there's so many other things that maybe it comes to your mind that we are not uh, remembering right now to talk about. But one of the other things I was just thinking, um, basic experiences, needs, and uh, aspirations that uh, we have is part of uh, important part of our life across different cultures. So we get inspired, we um, get excited, we get um, anxious. Uh, all these things are natural human being um, reactions towards something. But also art is another thing we have in common. A love of nature in, is in most of us. We are part of nature and we can deny how nature um, is, we are as a species part of nature, but also art. Uh, we enjoy art in general. Um, you don't see, we talked about like, for example, flowers. Some people love flowers arrangements, but looking at flowers, seeing something beautiful, maybe beauty is different in different um, people's eyes. But in general, when you ask people, if you interview people, uh, you don't hear anybody to say doesn't like beauty. And that beauty can be very different in the eyes of different people. But art is also part of beauty uh, that is different. So, And I think that's one of the amazing things about art, too. It can cross cultures. Uh, it, it can have uh, sometimes, you know, it doesn't have words, but even if it does, it, despite not knowing the meaning of the words associated with the art piece, people can still appreciate aspects of it and really feel connected to it, yet not know the language or the culture, yet somehow feel as though, you know, this speaks to me or this is saying something to me in a unique way. And I think I'm trying to think, you know, I mean, some of the things that we're, we're touching on kind of relate to that idea, things that can cross cultures and that we can connect with to allow us to be able to kind of revel in like how, how unique that is in that way. And I think art is, uh, it, it tends to not start that way. I think a lot of times, I don't think people think, oh, I'm going to create this. So it touches everybody across cultures. It's something that maybe just speaks to that person or speaks to something about their experience. Uh, but I think it speaks to just how powerful it is that we can all find that connection, even in something that exists uh, and takes origins in a whole nother part of the world from a person we've never uh, seen or connected with, maybe even from a time that, you know, we weren't even alive during, uh, you know, the art continues throughout the generations a lot of times. And so to be able to have that connection could be so powerful and so valuable in that way. Yeah. And talking about art, um, I know um, now this is a little off our subject, but you do have some art uh, in you that you do the um don't you have that? I, I know you do some artistic work. Well, I, I draw a little bit, but it's been a little while since I've drawn. I think a lot of my creativity lately has been uh, in the uh, podcast, uh, both this one and then Psychology Plus. And so, but I, I think uh, along those lines, yeah, art can manifest in all kinds of different ways. And so whether that's, you know, drawing or painting or sculpting, uh, yeah, just being able to, you know, people create music, uh, you know, we do the podcast. I mean, these are different forms of art. You know, I, I find that art and, you know, the modern world tend to merge, you know, there's a creativity that kind of happens through these different mediums, you know, because of technology, we're able to create this pot, this, you know, radio show podcast. Uh, I'm even working on a, a project where, and it's my first project on a video, I'm going to be doing some video. Uh, and so, yeah, it's, uh, there's so many different ways that we can create something and that uh, it can kind of speak about our experience in, in a way that tries to also speak to others. So maybe you want to talk about uh, the podcast that you put on your um, podcast. Oh, your own oh podcast. yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's a good reminder uh, for listeners. So the culture and psychology plus psychology plus collaboration is now posted on my website or my, <clears throat> excuse me, podcast, uh, psychology plus, 
you can uh, type up my name, Alex Andrade, uh, or Psychology Plus. Uh, it's on Apple as well as even on Spotify. I finally got on Spotify, figured it out. Uh, but yeah, it's the collaboration between both of our shows where you got to go out and play golf and kind of, you know, use your athleticism in that way to see how, you know, golf felt for you. So uh, it's uh, it was a great fun time to be outside you know, play a little golf, give you a little instruction, see a take to the game and see that it actually is a sport. Uh, and yeah, just uh, have all of us kind of working together towards uh, having a, a fun kind of uh, sporty experience out there. So yeah, that's on the uh, Psychology Plus, uh, my radio show podcast uh, available now on Apple and Spotify. Very good. We are proud of you, Alex, with all yeah. different things you do. Besides the psychology work. So I wanted to go back to the art piece that we talked about. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is my personal belief. I feel like art is within each of us. And um, each of us have that artistic and talent, but maybe it's inactive and it's sitting there. And some people actually do something that they don't realize it's, part of the artistic uh, value that they have within them. And they don't even without realizing what they're doing, they're doing art. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, when I think of um, people in Radio Bamdad, uh, the, the ones that are running different shows, that's their artistic value they're sharing with people or people not only just drawing and painting, but anything um, like music, uh, dancing, you know, um, uh, the theater, the play, the, the, it shows in many of us and in different ways. But there are some people that they say, I don't have any talent, I don't have any artistic value in me, or, but they do. Uh, just if you really try, it will come out. Some people, Um, they're like in their 40s and all of a sudden they start drawing and then you look at their drawings and go where were these um, you know all these years and Mm. then all of a sudden it shows up because now you have time you show it you um, you know maybe you train yourself a little Uh, so by training we can bring out um, those you know, good um, artistic values in us and talents that it's, uh, you know, there, but it's latent. We can bring it up and and show it. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think a lot of times people will either minimize or, you know, not feel as though their creativity can be explored in that way. And so it's, it's something where I, I agree with you. I think we all have those creative outlets and sometimes it exploring ones that have been dormant or kind of new ones, ones that we've always kind of wondered about, kind of been curious about, and just see what that could be. And I think that's always a great conversation to have with other people too, especially if we're wanting to explore our own creativity. You know, what does creativity mean to you? What are those creative outlets that you have? Uh, it's something too, I find we can be surprised by what that is. Uh, for yeah. some reason, uh, just uh, one of the things that came up, uh, somebody was recently telling me that they've been <clears throat> kind of, you know, having more plants and growing plants and just uh, having that experience in that way and really valuing, you know, being able to see these plants kind of grow and flourish in that way. So yeah, it's something where you wouldn't think of that as art necessarily, Uh, But it is something, too, that, you know, for them has, you know, really given them a lot of value, a lot of purpose in that way. So, yeah, I think it's you would be surprised both within ourself what art is and and the art that we produce, as well as even what art is for others as well. So, yeah. Has there been along those lines today, has there been something artistic that you've been working on or that you feel uh, resonates? You know, as you know, I love painting and some of my painting was printed on SPPA. Yeah, um, it was beautiful. It's beautiful too. Yeah. So I love it. And whenever I get a chance, I love to get back to it. But, uh, uh, but also along that line, there's some people who are good speakers, uh, there's, uh, you know, I mean, so many ways art shows up in our, in people's life. 
Definitely. So yeah, I'd love to see you get back to that too. Cause yeah, the, the paintings I have seen were very beautiful, really talented in that way. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to say, yeah, some of those other commonalities too, it's just uh, that, you know, we have within our, our culture too. And <clears throat> within different cultures is I, I think too, the idea of hard work or that work ethic, it's something that I find for a lot of people, they'll take pride in being able to kind of create, produce, uh, you know, to provide. Uh, it's something that for a lot of people across cultures is a, a central or driving force in that way. And that kind of maybe falls under the work values <clears throat> or the values, excuse me. Uh, but it is something I see that is core in a lot of cultures. Uh, I know for in the Latino culture, it's a real core feature for men and women in that way to be able to work hard, provide for one's family, to be able to, to give in that way. Uh, I've even seen it too. It's a point where it's to somebody's detriment that they are working nonstop, <clears throat> that they're working really hard just because that's what they're supposed to do or they have to do. Uh, and so, yeah, it's something I think is a, a real universal for a lot of people working hard and providing for one's family. Absolutely. Uh, yes. And specifically, I've noticed mm -hmm. in uh, Latino culture, the hardworking, you always see people, uh, regardless of their status, no matter where they are, in whatever position they are, they're really taking work seriously. And I'm sure that goes back to generations because we learn from our parents, we learn from how we've been raised. And um, I think work ethic, uh, attic is something that uh, uh, work ethics is something that we learn from our family. And, um, you know, it's uh, also in Persian culture, it's the pretty much the same. Uh, everybody that I have observed since my childhood life, my own family, other people in the community, I see people really want to grow in their profession. Their education is important. Work ethic, they have a lot of really um, good stories about, you know, their uh, parents working hard or their mothers, uh, you know, taking um, families seriously. So everybody takes care of their jobs very seriously and they do a good job with their responsibilities. Being responsible, I think, is also something that is in our nature. Uh, we want to, and the other thing is we want to shine, we want to grow, we want to do a good job. You don't see in people um, often or even rarely not even often, I should say rarely, even they say they don't want to do a good job or they don't want to be in their best. I feel like normally people, they try to be in their best. Uh, I find a lot of times there's <clears throat> a push for that more or success in that way. I think sometimes, you know, we can look at the world and what's going on and just think that people are wanting to see things be worse or just for things to fall apart. But uh, I, I always point out, you know, in those travesties that we see sometimes happen in the world, we'll also see so many people giving and trying to help. I mean, you look at any kind of, uh, you know, uh, even recent past kind of a negative event, um, whether it be like a shooting or something like that, you'll see people coming together and trying to provide support and healing. And a lot of times it's it's strangers, people who didn't know those people, people who are just wanting to help people heal and move forward. And I think it's easy to just focus on <clears throat> the tragedy, the negativity of one, and, and not give some emphasis to the support and the, the care of dozens, uh, if not sometimes hundreds of people uh, who, you know, again, are not connected to the, these things yet are, compassionate and caring to people as a whole. Well, good point, Alex, because now I remember um, reading a meta-analysis of one of the psychologists who did um, on why people try to help or why people do um, support when something major or crisis happened to a nation or to certain people. And the result of this study was that people sympathize with people who suffer and that's why they help. So that was, uh, that was actually a, a meta-analysis based on 
um, as a human being, when we see each other in pain or suffering, what causes uh, us to help? And uh, it was just because we sympathize. So sympathy is part of, again, being a human being. Yeah. And I'm sure is within most of us and, and even those that they think they don't have it and maybe they don't realize they do, or maybe they even actually do something practical, but they don't consider that as sympathizing and stepping forward to do something. So I guess it seems like we are getting towards the end of our program. Yeah, well, I was going to say related to that, too, I recently wrote a, a probably a couple of years ago, wrote an article about paragrief, too, which is kind of similar how when a celebrity or somebody famous dies, how people can have a such strong emotional reaction too, and it's that same idea. We can sympathize with the loss of that individual and what they've meant, uh, you know, even our life as a fan or somebody who's appreciated them. We think of our own loss and that we experience. So similarly, I think, yeah, there's there's a lot more that connects us than divides us in that way. All right. Well, uh, before we wrap up, uh, is there a message we want to leave to listeners? Uh, for yes, absolutely. I just want to say in life, regardless of um, all the things we talked about in general, um, in any situation, in workplaces, in relationship, in our communication, we have to always uh, think of our commonalities. And it's very important when we are even in crisis, when we are even in conflict with someone or with a group or with a community or anything that happens in any of the relationship, it's always important rather than crossing out the whole beauty of that relationship and say this, I have to throw it out. There's so many good things in any relationship and in any person. So try to pull that out. Try to see what are the good things that you have in common and put it on a T-chart. A T-chart is a chart that has two columns. Put the negatives on the one side and put the positive on the other side. I bet you the positive always, always overpower the negative because there's so many good things in us that sometimes we forget about and we only see the one thing negative that has happened in a relationship, um, in a situation. Try to resolve situations by bringing up all those positive and all those good things that we have in common. That's uh, a great recommendation. Yeah. I, I similarly want to encourage listeners, you know, it is effort and work sometimes to realize and reflect on commonalities. And so it's that idea of taking a step back and saying, you know, how, but how are we connected? How are we able to see not just the things that divide us, but what allows us to feel connected and a part of the greater or the larger in that way. I think very easily we get caught up in our own lives and our own experiences and that's okay. That's normal in that way, but it's taking that extra step to say, what about others? Uh, you know, how is this maybe similar to what I know people, you know, people, I know what they've gone through. Uh, what's it like to even share this with others? I find more often than not, when we share something we've been through with somebody else, we're pleasantly surprised to know that we're not the first person to ever gone through that. And so those commonalities can be things that help us to heal, feel connected, and to move forward in, a, in, a, in our life in a healthy and supportive way. With that, we want to wish everyone a great time. And um, we come back next week to converse about another topic. Um, we leave you with good thoughts, good mood, hopefully. And we come back uh, soon.
سرنوشت را باید از سرنوشت شاید این بار کمی بهتر نوشت آشقی را غرق در باور نوشت قصه ها را از Oh, my God. 
رادیو بامداد صدای ما و شما با زبانی آشنا